Welcome to Becoming Powerhouse, where we discuss the tough lessons I've learned while taking my two companies from negative revenue to over seven figures. We'll talk about the raw and vulnerable truths about being boss, as well as tips and strategies you can implement immediately for better business results. I'm your host, Nicole Overcamp, the founder and CEO of Wilcox Financial Group and Powerhouse Coaching. You can see links and other resources in our notes. Don't forget to head over to powerhousemoney.com to grab your free Powerher bundle for business and subscribe to our newsletter. Now, let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, hello, powerhouses. So welcome back to Become Powerhouse. Today's episode is very different than what we traditionally talk about. It is actually a recording that you're going to be hearing from a talk that I did earlier this year through Entrepreneurs Organization, EO, which I've been a member of for now a couple of years. We were challenged to do a TED style talk. And so of the 54 members, about 11 of us were chosen to do this talk and craft it and work with a TED Talk coach. Andrea Houston is who I got the pleasure of working with. She's amazing. And by the way, as a side note, she was interviewed on this podcast. So I'd encourage you to go back and find her episode. But in doing this, I had about a month to prepare and really think of not only what I wanted to talk about, how I wanted to talk about it, memorize it, practice it, and get this shit done. And so although I talk all the time and I'm constantly doing public speaking with the workshops that we do, this was an extreme challenge for me. Number one, it can only be 10 minutes long and I am not good at always being concise. And so that was a challenge. Second is I had never done a talk so highly vulnerable, emotional and personal. This was actually the very first time that I put myself back to where I was in that specific moment and really had to think through what that was like in reiterating it and saying it out loud. It was the first time I had to do that. And so for me, it was a huge learning curve, big challenge, but I loved every minute of it. It was really forcing me outside my comfort zone in a big fat way. Not only the type of talk, the style and the topic, but also the room I had to present in front of you guys like EOers are not (laughs) the easiest group to present in front of. And it's not because like they're mean, they're incredible. But to me, they were extremely intimidating. So it was a really cool experience. So I hope you enjoy the talk. I hope that you take something away from it. Enjoy. As my head came up out of the water, I didn't know if I was in a nightmare or living through something so horrific. My brain was just struggling to compute. It was a beautiful, hot August afternoon on the Niagara River. It was what we had thought to be perfect racing conditions. We had just turned to each other and said, I love you. This is such a great day. We had just entered a checkpoint stop during the poker run, and we were about to start up again. My husband, with the nickname Crazy, is obsessed with speed. He's competitive and doesn't take the opportunity to go fast lightly. He is a boat mechanic, a lifelong boater, and will always take an opportunity to test the limits. I was at the wheel, 
he was at the throttle. We hit 112 miles per hour, and the wind grabbed our 30-foot cat and flipped us like a kite in a vicious windstorm. We were in the water, and just like that, my world had been turned upside down. As I broke through the surface, spitting out river water, I saw my husband 50 feet away from me, and our boat half sunk upside down even further away. No one survives these crashes. By some grace of God, I was unhurt, but my husband was unconscious with a shattered clavicle, shattered shoulder, broken ribs, torn ACL, and a huge gash across his forehead. I was completely shocked, absolutely traumatized, And as I swam to him quickly as I could, I just prayed with every stroke I'd wake up from this mess. And as I got to him, making sure his face was clear of water, horrified he wasn't waking up, I was just screaming for someone to help us. Fortunately, a boater who had seen everything was already on their way. We were able to safely get Chris onto the stern of their boat over to shore and into a waiting ambulance. And all I remember in that moment as we were rushing to the hospital is just staring at my hands, thinking to myself, how is this happening? How did we get here? And asking the ambulance driver on repeat, is he awake yet? Is he awake yet? Begging for a different response. He was my protector my love bug, my world. Chris wasn't expected to live. And if he did, I was told to prepare for the worst. No one could tell me what his recovery would look like and if he'd ever be Chris again. He was in a coma for weeks and in the hospital for three entire months, the longest months of my life. And when I was finally allowed to take him home, he needed 24-7 care for a year. He is resilient, alive. He's still completely crazy. And for that, I will be forever grateful. My entire outlook on life changed that hot August day, the week of my 30th birthday. And it's a day that I will never forget. And it will be etched in my memory forever. Hi, I'm Nicole Overcamp, And I want to share with you my thoughts on how you plan is how you live. You see, when you look death in the eye and you survive and recognize the one reason you're living is for the person you love most, your entire perspective change. And the things that you once thought were significant no longer are. Life is so much shorter than we all want to believe. And I started to ask myself, how could I create my one extraordinary life while taking care of the man I love and still loving the life that I got to live? Within weeks, I realized I needed to change my entire business model, stopping all travel completely and working with a strategic partner whose partnership accounted for 40% of my business revenue. Chris was my priority and staying by his side was non-negotiable. 
that gave me the instant gumption to bury the belief of not being good enough to build my company on my own and end that toxic relationship that I always hated. I decided to go all in. I converted my pain into purpose and doubled down on the one thing I knew was a guarantee, and that was me. I invested in a business coach because life was not stopping. The beat goes on and nobody cared. I was determined to make sure that my team got paid, promises I made to clients were fulfilled, and importantly, I could support my family. This gave me the ability to align my passion with my purpose and live with high intention. I didn't have time to care about what anybody thought. I didn't have time to wallow in my grief and in my shame. And I absolutely didn't have time to stress about failing because that just wasn't an option. I move forward full throttle, <laughs> get that, uh, working only with the people that I knew I was here to work with and loved being around. Empowering others, giving them the tools they need to own their financial future is so much of what lights me up because financial planning is so much deeper than money. But it's the ability to live your best life while you're still here because how you plan is how you live. And for so long, too long, I ignored that. I was always the girl with one toe dipped in. And whatever excuse that you can come up with, I probably had. Imposter syndrome, not having a clear path, not knowing the way or the tools. But truly, I was afraid and I didn't deem myself worthy of the investment. So I also thought I just had time to figure it out. But the truth is, is that if we're always waiting for tomorrow, tomorrow may never come. So now, right now, is always the time to do what you love, what you are made for, and what your purpose is. Why would you wait? How do you want to live your one extraordinary life? I was a financial planner who let their husband do everything. He paid the bills. He took care of the finances. Yes, you're hearing this correctly. All I needed to do was work and be present when we were together. That said, I avoided many hard conversations with business partners and my husband when instinctually I knew it was worthy of leaning in, but I just didn't want to feel the discomfort. So at work, this led me to often complaining about being miserable, being disrespected, not being paid my worth, while knowing full out I was made for more, but I never took deliberate action. At home, it led me to not having a clue where any of our money was, to not knowing how my husband was running his business, and it also led me to letting him steamroll me over the conversation about getting our will, healthcare proxy, and power of attorney done. So there I was, 30 years old, and I had no idea where our money was. I had to figure out 
how to pay the bills. I had to figure out how to run my husband's business while simultaneously running my company and spend thousands of dollars petitioning the courts to convince them that I was competent enough to be his legal guardian. And it could have all been avoided. So I repeat this quote often now when I make decisions. Doing what's easy makes for a hard life. And doing what's hard makes for an easy life. So now, as I plan to help others, letting them settle for good enough just isn't an option. But it is my mission to make sure that they're planning for the life they want to live and the life they are capable of living. Because I want everyone to know that they are worth the effort. So please, do not settle for ordinary. Do not allow good enough to take foothold. Don't do what's easy. And please, for the love of God, don't wait one more day. You get one extraordinary life. How do you want it to look? Thanks so much for listening to Becoming Powerhouse. You can find all of the links to our site and resources in the show notes. Let's connect on Instagram at powherhousemoney. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at powerhousemoney.com. Remember, I want to connect with you. I want to hear your thoughts and help you with all the challenges you're having. So engage, send me a DM. And of course, if you're loving this podcast, let us know and go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Thank you.